Good morning, and thank you for joining here, joining us here, WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. This is Art for Living, your host today, Jane Cormier, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and of course, 101.9 FM in Manchester. Uh, for those of you who are new to Art for Living, we tend to try to bring a little bit of art in various formats to our audience, our listening audience. And um, many times we can bring some good information about upcoming events and things that you might not normally hear about. We try to bring you here on WKXL Art for Living. So uh, today we have a great guest. It's a gal who has a wonderful business, musical business, right here in Concord. Amy Caporetto joins us today. Thank you, Amy, for coming out. Thanks for having me. And uh, Amy, Amy has Figaro Music Studios right here in Concord. And uh, she's going to tell us a little bit about her business. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what, you know, what brought her to have this wonderful little music studio. And uh, we'll take it from there. So, Amy, um, tell our audience, what what is Figaro Music Studios? So we are a music school in Concord, and we are we teach piano and guitar, and we have a choir, a kids' choir, yay, um, which is amazing. It's so cute, um, <laughs> but we are, I would say, ninety percent piano, mm-hmm. um, and we are unique in that we do not teach traditional lessons like um, many of us grew up with, yeah. um, where we were one on one with the teacher and um, playing lots of scales and yes. and. Um, really, really hard pieces that were maybe not um, not necessarily at our skill level. Instead, um, our students are playing, um, they're playing in recitals from day one, and they're able to play like um, any any song at their level. So because we're teaching them to sight read very, very well, mm-hmm. and um, they're playing fun songs that they enjoy playing instead of you know, I love classical music. I'm a classically cha- trained musician, but um, our students are playing, you know, whatever they want in right. addition in addition to um, the classical music. And right. um, so, it's pretty much you're tailoring the learning to the student. Exactly, and our students are not um, what maybe uh, you and I grew up with, um, Jane. We were. Um, maybe expected to be musicians, mm-hmm. um, and our students are not necessarily going to be um, working musicians, or working as musicians when they grow up, but our goal for them is that they're just going to love music and mm-hmm. whatever form it takes when they become an adult. Right. So. Whatever comes from that is what happens. Yep. Awesome. So um, it, your current student, is it, is it a, a younger student? Do you have different ages? Um, what is the population at your school? Usually our students start around 7 Eight, okay, um, but they can start as late as uh, thirteen, fourteen. Uh huh. So it's it's a younger student yep. body. Awesome. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, you get them young. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when you say that they are playing recitals, I think that that's really interesting. Um, right from the top, you said because. I find that um, we don't do nearly enough of that when we're teaching music these days. That um, I find that music in the studio is certainly a positive thing and can be a very good thing. But right from the get-go, to have the idea that the music is a shareable experience. Wherever that level is, it doesn't matter. It's a shareable experience, and that's a whole different ethic you know, in music education, I think. Yeah, and the reason that's possible is um, is really the format of our recitals. Again, if you took lessons as a child, you might remember 
two-hour recitals. Yes. Um, pieces, you had to memorize your song, yeah. and it was stressful. And, yeah. Um, and there's a place for that, I mm-hmm. think. Um, but that's not what we do at our school. Our students are playing in, our, our recitals are about a half hour long. Yeah. Um, very low stress. Um, and just, and they can take their music up if sure. they want to, especially the, be- the beginners, because our focus isn't just... Um, isn't making it super professional at that age. It's just making yeah. it fun for them. Right. Well, that's the beginning hook, I guess. Huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is make sure they want to come back. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. So, um, the the there's a real strategy there. I think a really good one. Um, whether or not anybody really becomes a professional, quote professional. I mean, what does that even mean these days, right? Right. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm seeing beautiful and and talented and dedicated artists all the time that. One might quote, you know, are they are they professional, right? Right. Yeah. So that's a whole other question. But, um, you know, I think there is a place for varying degrees of bringing students along. And it sounds like you have that all planted and growing just fine um, in your garden at Figaro Music Studios, right? We plant them with fun and, and a good experience and then promote that as we go. And like you said, maybe on if they stay along, if they stay a while or they really start to understand and, and, and love, you know, the playing in a different way, the, the classical formal recital can always be there for the, those purposes. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So well, you said that your students start at, at a pretty young age, right? So what would a typical first lesson be? What, what kind of things would, would happen? Well, at our at our studio, actually, there's a we have a free trial lesson. So students come in for that first lesson. Yay! And um, it's it's really up to the it's really up to the child these days, which is actually another thing that's different um, from when many of us grew up. Um, Back in the day, it might have been the parents saying, you're going to do this no matter what. And I think these days it's really, it seems to be more up to the child, what they gravitate toward. Um, So we really have to make the child happy at that first lesson. And um, they are smiling ear to ear by the end because they're playing songs. Um, they're, They're not starting with scales and scary stuff. They're starting with something that actually feels easy to do and yeah. we, we introduce it in a step-by-step process so they feel really really good about it yeah by the end absolutely so how would you if somebody just comes in because they don't know let's say a student wants to try lessons mm-hmm. and they're not really sure about what that means how do you how do you form that lesson what, what would you do as the teacher uh you're talking about a child yes, yes. yeah okay so um let's say a seven-year-old comes in and i'll say you know have you ever played piano before? And they'll be like, "No, I don't. I don't know anything about it except <laughs> yeah. my friend plays, or yeah. um, I heard it, and I just thought it sounded really cool." Um, and then I'll ask them to. Um, I'll I'll talk about some very basic things that they can do um, on the piano. There is a pattern of black keys and white keys, yeah. and they can find that pattern right away. And that's one of those things that just makes them feel really good. Like anyone can do that, right? Yeah, so sure. it's really easy for them. And then they can um, play songs on those patterns. Um, be- and, and they just, they notice, oh, that was not as crazy as it looked. Because on a piano, we look at it and there's 88 keys yeah. and it looks crazy. And we watch someone play and it looks complicated. Yes. But then we just break it down so they can see there's really only awesome. um, 12 keys. Yep. And they just keep on repeating over and over. And um, it just makes it really easy for them to understand. Sure, absolutely. So you break it down for them at the beginning. Do you have a certain method that you use at the studio? Or is it basically uh, the teachers are educated enough to sort of do it as they go? 
Okay, so we have a, a very unique method. It's called Piano Express, and um, it's different from probably anything that anyone has ever heard of. Um, really? The way it, our, yeah, so the way our lessons work is students come in for a half hour. Um, for They come in for an hour, but for the first half hour, they're working with um, some teacher assistants, and they're playing their songs, um, but they are hooked into a keyboard and a computer. And the computer can tell them if they played their notes correctly and if they played their rhythms correctly. Um, and when they finish playing their song, the computer will say, oh, you didn't get these notes right. And they can go back and they fix them. Um, and, of course, the teacher is there to help them as well. But um, they actually pass their songs through the computer. So the computer says, you got this song 95% right, so you passed it, and now you move on to the next song. Is that from the beginning of the lesson? Yes. So so they, they come in right away with the... Uh, like, is their first lesson with the computer and the piano, or is it more? It's from the second lesson. From the second. Yeah. Okay. So I, I basically I describe it to them at the yes. first lesson, and then they and then they use it. Yeah. Is this something they bring home, or they can do it at home as long as they have a keyboard, okay. um, and then they can hook up and they log in. They have a QR code that they log in with at home, and they can actually pass songs throughout the week. So our students can move very quickly because uh-huh. they're able to pass songs at home, not just at the lesson. Right. Um, and our, we're seeing our students advance really quickly because yeah. of that. Um, offers them also the impetus to practice a, exactly, you know, to yeah. bring it home. Yeah, yeah, so we have parents telling us all the time, I've never seen my child practice until they yeah. <laughs> until they were doing this because they can, they can tell that they're doing it right. And that's one of the biggest challenges as a, a music student with, um, with other subjects like math. There's like an obvious, there's a correct answer mm-hmm. and then there's an incorrect answer. Mm-hmm. But with music, it's not, it's not obvious. Um, there's not like a an answer key usually, but this really provides the answer key gotcha. for students. Right. Um, so that's what they do in the first half of the lesson. And then in the second half of the lesson, they go to um, a different room. They work with one of our master teachers and they learn about um, how to play with feeling, um, how to sight read, um, wow. composing. That's very different. Training. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. We're going to actually take a little break here. Our guest today is Amy Caporetto from Figaro Music Studios. And uh, when we come back on the other side, we're going to ask her some more questions about her music business and, and how she how she found this. Um, thanks for joining us. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Welcome back. WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Don't forget, if there's any program that you have not been able to hear on the radio as we're going, uh, all the programs are available at NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. And uh, as we head toward our new programming of health and wellness, there's an abundance of things that you can catch if you go online there and uh, see if something floats your boat. Um, today, our guest is Amy Caporetto from Figaro Music Studios, which is a music uh, business right here in Concord. Amy, how many years have you been in business? We became uh, an LLC in, I think, 2017. Wonderful. Um, but I started this actually in my parents' home okay when I was a teenager oh my gosh really a teenager yeah and so you did you have this same you were telling us in the last segment uh that you're really rather innovative with the method that you teach mostly you know your younger set and that uh it seems to really develop them a little bit quicker along the line of you know proficiency um so when you were 
younger and you were you were learning how to do this, did you have that method in mind or was the method something that came years down the road? I gradually, I, I kept on changing the program because I was always trying to um, find something better, yeah. something that worked better. And I would always find certain problems with students that um, were the same across the board. Like what? Um, for example, students would maybe not be as good at reading music as I wanted them to be. Okay. And That's always a problem, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I would, you know, when in my younger days, I would think, well, man, what's wrong with these students? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah. But then I was like, well, if it's happening with most of them, and of course, it wasn't happening with all of them. So that sure. was why I could blame some students. But then I was like, no, if if... If it's happening with 80% of the students, then there's something across the board. Right. What's going on? Yeah. Kids are smart. We can, they can learn if we give them really, if we give them the proper tools. Right. So, so, um, so this is the, the method that you've put together to sort of fix that, right? How, yes. So how does the sight reading um, improve with your method? I'm just wondering how that works together, you know, to get you where you think they should be. You know, one of the most important ways, I think, is that we expect our students to be independent. Um, so when I taught private lessons when I was um, a teenager in mm-hmm. my in my early twenties, um, and by the way, I think private lessons are great. Yeah. Um, and especially for more motivated students who are going to be sure playing piano for their whole lives, right? Or or taking lessons and you know maybe even going to school for that. Sure. Um, but for the average student who just wants it to be fun, fun. yeah. Um, I was finding that private lessons were not um, were not working as well as I would like them to. So um, the independence is we expect students to be able to do things without having their hand held throughout yeah. the entire process. Sure. Um, and often that can happen in a private lesson because the teacher is sitting right there next to them the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, I don't know what this note is. And we say, that's a G. Or we say figure it out, mm-hmm. and we help them through the figuring it out process. But right. when we walk away, somehow they figure it out without us there. Um, but they're, <laughs> Imagine it's really, that. Yes, it's really amazing. <laughs> we probably notice the same thing at home with kids too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like the, 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 um, the less hand-holding we do, really the more they're capable of doing. Absolutely. The more they will function and figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So from what you're saying, it sounds like there are group lessons that you do? Yes. Yep. Okay. Small groups. Small groups. And so how many would be in a small group? Five students in a group. Okay. Up, up to five. And there's a teacher in that group yep. always, mm-hmm. right? And so when they come in, they go right to the computer for a half hour and they work their pieces separately with the computer. Yes. So they'll take the lesson. Let's say they practice three students, sorry, th- three songs at home during the week. Yeah. Um, they'll come in and they'll, they've prepared those songs and then they start playing them with the computer. Yeah. Um, and the teacher is helping the whole time, mm-hmm. but one at a time. So she's not sure. helping in, in this part of the, the lesson. She's not helping the whole group at once. She'll go to an individual student. So let's say a student plays the song and she can see on their screen that they just did everything wrong. <laughs> yes, they're having trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she'll come over to that student and she'll help them figure mm-hmm. out what is going on and how they can fix the song. Sure. Absolutely. Great. All right. So you were saying that after that, they go into a group class, which is really kind of cool. Yes. Yeah, so in the second half, they're working all together as a group instead yeah. of individually. And how, and how does that work? That's pretty cool. I've, I've, I haven't really heard of that before with regard to teaching lessons or music, um, certainly at that age, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is my favorite part of the lesson um, because 
it's they're learning the things that will make them good musicians. Yes. So playing with feeling, you know, um, how to move their wrist properly and, mm-hmm. and um, how to get a good dynamic range, loud and soft. And You have to um, even know what that is before you can do it. So, right, I mean, exactly. It's full, it's full education. Yeah. yeah. So, and sometimes when they're playing, especially early on, if they're playing for a computer or mm-hmm. even for a teacher, they're, they're ignoring those things. Um, yeah. And I, that was another problem, actually, that I was noticing before I switched to this method was, oh, my students are not playing loud and soft. Yeah. You know, and that's the point of... Oh. The piano. <laughs> Man, you're so you're so right, and and that's probably the number one critique. Of course, you're thirty plus years, probably younger than me. Um, but the truth is, is as a, a lifelong teacher, you know, from everything from beginning piano to you know the aesthetics of mm-hmm. the performing artist kind of thing at you know college level. Um, the one thing that I see that we are missing in music and in general terms is the I don't know what it causes it, actually, but the lack of understanding the importance of what is on the page. Mm-hmm. And a compo- And I tell my, you know, even my babies, you know, I, I teach at St. John's right now, and um, I educate them as to what's on a page, right? You know, look at this piece, what's this, what's that, what's that P, what's that F? Mm-hmm. Um, and right from the beginning, I bring into the fact that this piece was taken uh, to a piece of paper, somebody wrote this piece of music down as a musician, and they deserve, for the most part, right, to have their music played the way they conceived it. Now, of course, artistic, once you get good at what you're doing, artistic design can intention can have a lot of movement in there once you understand. But I believe at the beginning, um, understanding what's on that page is not even certainly it's not being t- taught in vocal studios. I cannot tell you thousands of singers in the past 25 years that have passed through the studio at master's level, apprentice programs, uh, and someone just going into college. The number one thing we see in competition in in you know performance practice is where are the dynamics? Yep, Where absolutely. are they? Yep. We don't teach them. When I was young, you didn't get out of the studio. And this is at high level. It's like behind stage at the Met, right? You didn't leave the studio until you mastered what was on that page. Mm-hmm. That was your job. You know, of course, that's a high level. That's not baby what we're going to do with the youngsters. But I think that we're not teaching that, that there is an honorability there to me. Yeah. You know, you have to teach and at least have your students understand right what's on that page and so that's what you're doing is a wonderful service to them and i think perhaps maybe not done nearly enough they're not afterthoughts yeah yeah exactly and that's one of those things where um back in the day when our parents were expecting us to take music lessons mm-hmm. it didn't matter if we didn't like that yeah and you know we had to do it we had to do our louds and our softs mm-hmm. right right um but now, if we don't make it fun for the student, then they're gonna, then they're gonna stop doing it. So that's why we've, we've found a way in this to yeah. make it fun for them. The the playing with feeling, which sure. um, which is a tricky thing to do. You know what? And I think I think absolutely you're correct about that. You know, if you don't make it something that today, especially, you know, we're so technologically driven, and mm-hmm. what time does anybody really have to 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 perform or or perfect anything? Because we're just going ninety miles an hour all the time. But I think that really when you can cultivate in any student, whether it's young, middle-aged, or older, the idea that there's an importance inherent 
in what is there and not just being told blindly to push to do it, but understanding why they need to do it. I think you change you change the whole brain with it. Yeah. You know, you can't do anything well just being told to do it. That's never that should never be part of anything. I mean, certainly understand what you're saying and I totally, you know, about got to get it done, you know, the taskmaster. That's what you got to do. But the truth is is that's not good education. Yeah. No matter how you look at it. Yep. Right? Yep, 100%. So, how to present. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, um tell us how many teachers do you have? How many teachers are at your school? Um I think we have 8. Wonderful. Yeah. Good. And do they have different levels? I'm assuming you have different levels where kids come in, right, if, if, if they have experience? Yes. Yeah, so, well, we have um, teacher assistants and we have master teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, so the master teachers can do anything. Yeah. And they're usually the ones in the um, discovery room, which is that second half of the lesson I, I mentioned where they're, they're teaching the high-level stuff, even though um, they're teaching level one mm-hmm. and they're teaching – when I say high level, I mean um, high, like uh, proficient. Yeah. yeah, at yeah. level one. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Our guest today is Amy Caporetto from Figaro Music Studios here on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We're going to take a little break and we will be right back. Welcome back, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living, and our guest today is Amy Caporetto, who is the founder uh, and director, I guess, of uh, Figaro Music Studios right here in Concord. And um, Amy has been telling us about her really innovative music school, how they work with their students to um, hopefully bring a love of, of playing, you know, playing music. And uh, when we had our break, you were telling us that you have about eight students on staff, eight, excuse me, eight teachers on staff. And um, you, you said you have master teachers and what was the other? Teacher assistants. Teacher assistants. So what is that? What is a teacher assistant? Um, teacher assistant is someone who um, is proficient at the piano, but is not um, necessarily as educated as our master teachers okay. and, and not necessarily ready to be teaching um, how to play with feeling, how to compose, uh-huh. um, that sort of thing. So do, do, they, do, they, do you find that your teachers that are assistants sort of look to try to, to bridge to the master teacher? Has that happened? That's happening right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that that would be a natural you know, yes. development, right? Yep. So how many master teachers do you think, uh, you know, you'll ever need on, on your school? Um, right now we have four. Yeah. That includes me. I don't teach very much myself. Yeah. Um, and it really depends. Like right now, uh, that's about all we need, but we might yeah. be expanding to an, to an additional space, in yeah. which case we might need more. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So um, parents, how do they like this? They love it. There's yeah. a lot of things that parents love. We actually have a um, waiting room, a big waiting room with with board games for their younger kids and coffee yeah, and tea and yeah. um, fresh roasted coffee, by the way. <laughs> so it does make a difference. It does, absolutely. And it's really fun, actually, to come into the studio and see all these families yeah. having a good time in the waiting room while their kids are having lessons. Great. Um, and these students are, are able to be independent at home. That's That's one of the reasons that independence is so important to us is... Students can get help at the lesson, but most of our students don't have parents who play the yeah, piano. Their course. parents maybe don't know anything about music, right. um, and they're 
kids can do it without them. Right. And feel great about that, I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe they could teach their parents a little bit. Yeah, they, they absolutely do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you do any recitals like other schools do? Yeah, we have um, we have recitals three times a year. Okay. Yep. Very cool. And does everybody play or do you find only some um, choose to play? I mean, how many of your students actually participate? I'd say about 80, 80% awesome. or more participate. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And do you do them right in the studio? We have them uh, twice a year in the studio, um, May and December. So we have a Christmas recital and a spring recital. Yeah. Um, and then we have one in August at Beach Hill Farm in, oh. where is Beach Hill Farm? Kentucky? Something it's around like here somewhere. You know what? Yeah. I don't know. Near Concord. Yeah. Um, it's, and they have ice cream and, and oh, how cool. animals. And we go into the, the barn there. We bring a keyboard and students get to wear their shorts to the recital. And, oh and they love it. It's so fun. What is the title? What do you call that? Like you, you know what we just call it the Beach Hill Farm recital and we oh, should Beach call Hill it Farm, something okay. we should call it something cool. I You've thought maybe me. it would have another name. <laughs> so you said it happens in August. Yes. All right. And do people go? Can public come to that? Yeah. So it's uh, the week of August twenty first. When, whenever that Monday is, okay. and there's there's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or at least Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have recitals each of those evenings. Cool. So if you show up for ice cream any of those nights, then. You'll get You'd to see hear some the students playing. Yep. Yeah, very good. All righty. So I see here I'm I'm actually at figuromusicstudios.com, mm-hmm. which is your website. Um, and it breaks down, you know, a lot of the programming that you have, piano lessons, guitar lessons. So how do the guitar lessons go? The guitar lessons are um, smaller groups, and they don't have all that... Um, Computer interface? Yeah, they yeah. don't have all that crazy stuff. Um, okay. We just... Uh, we have one... Actually, I didn't mention him in our our number of teachers. Jeremy, um, he just like runs everything amazingly, and his students are wonderful, great. So it's so. a more traditional kind of thing. Yeah, probably a little more so. There yep. you go. All righty, and you have a choir. So let's talk about your choir. Yeah, how does that work? Um, we have an amazing choir instructor uh, named Haley, and she. It's so fun. I love being there when the choir is going, which is on Wednesday evenings. Um, there's about 15 students in it, and um, mostly girls. I wish more boys would sing, but yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think one boy comes and he's like, "Oh my goodness, it's all girls." Yeah. So. <laughs> we need <laughs> to have tough. like five boys come <laughs> yeah. at once. Uh, <laughs> but um, the the instructor makes it really fun by playing like singing games, and um, she teaches them about five songs per semester and then they're and it's so fun because they're they're you know she'll divide them into two groups and they're doing like uh call and response songs and rounds um, yeah exactly and it's just the the level of musicality that this gives a student to be singing as you know jane yes um i think everyone should be singing yes well you know what the greatest uh greatest pianist in the world greatest instrumentalist in the world will always say that the the benefit um it's almost a prerequisite mm-hmm. for great musicians to sing. Yeah. Because it's the most natural way to form a musical line. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, and it ensures that you're using your ear. Yeah. Yep. Big time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, of course, is probably the most important sense in, yeah. uh, in musicians. It certainly is, yes. So the choir thing is just great. I mean, to to be able to work with the music skills that you need in a group with youngsters is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. You, you just can't go wrong there. So that's great. So I see you have summer camp. Yes. So what is that? Tell us about your summer camp. Summer camp is, um, we it's a day camp. So it's um, Monday through Thursday, um, a couple of 
of weeks out of the summer, and we we actually have a, a really big uh, grassy area near right near the studio. So we bring cool. the studio the students over there and play games. We throw uh, musical games in there, and, yes. and students always get a kick out of the the creative musical twists to the games that you're used to that they're used to. Yes, um, very cool. Lots of water games, especially in July, mm-hmm. um, and musical crafts. Last year we did. Um, we decorated bags for music for their music books. Oh, nice! Um, with paint and glitter and all that. This year they're making um, books for their compositions because they also compose at camp. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah. So, what do you do with the composition? How, do, how does that work? Do we, the kids already have an idea of, um, you know, like how to read the music notation-wise? And it, we have all levels at at the camp. So we'll oh. have students who have never. Uh, played the piano before and we we have some sort of piano lesson time every day at camp yeah um short enough for to make sure that students are <laughs> yeah not thinking they're going to piano lessons every day although yeah. they're fun yeah yeah um but we for depending on the level of the student we adjust our expectations for their compositions for gotcha. little kids who've never read music before they're they're making things up but they're not actually writing it down sure but the older That's students right. are writing it down and they're like making these really awesome looking awesome compositions awesome. Yeah. Aw- awesome looking and sounding yeah how cool is that yeah it's fun very good and so um you said that those are running when do you know when they're going to be this summer well they're in i think that's they're both full, actually. Oh, they are? Yeah. So okay. there's one at the end of June and one mid-July, I think. Oh, I got you. We need okay. to do more next year. Yeah, there so. you go. Just do some more because you certainly are, uh, you know, if you're you're full up now. And, and you say there's 12. 12 in, in each one? Yes. 12 Good. students. Yeah. yeah. That's great because it's not too big. Yeah. So we've know? got two teachers going the whole time and um, our students say that it was their favorite camp of the year. Awesome. Most of the time. Good. Good for you. So tell me, what do you like the best about um, about your studio? Well, not your studio, but Figaro Music Studios. What do you like best about it? I like, um, again, that it's the students choosing to do it, that they're, they're happy to be there. I would say um, compared to um, when I was – now, I loved my piano lessons when I was a kid, but I, I ended up being a professional musician. Right. Um, and so that wasn't always the case with a lot of the kids that I knew that were in lessons. They were being forced to do lessons. Ah. And these kids are here. They're not forced to be there. They want to be there, and they're having a fun time. And when I see these kids come out of their lesson, like, run into the waiting room and, like, I play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they look so excited. And that's that's one of my favorite things. I just love sitting in the waiting room and watching these kids come out of their lessons. Yeah, yeah. You must have a lot of work to do keeping this thing. I, I assume you're administering it. Do you administer the... the uh, you know, do all the administration for it? I do almost none of it. Um, I have an amazing person that does that. Oh. She sits at the front desk. Um, her name is Katie, and she does all the phone calls and emails, and wow. I just get to watch. So what do you do, what, <laughs> what do you do with all the time that you you have to yourself? Um, well, so I'll, what I do is I figure out the next way to improve the program. So we kind of recently, at the beginning of this year, switched over to this Piano Express method, which was an upgrade from the previous model that we had. Um, So I'm always looking for how we can improve. Um, You know, last year we built out the waiting room because it looked, it was not a fun (laughs) place to be in. um, So I designed and planned all that. And so that's kind of my job. I see. So you're doing the the stuff that's outside of the day-to-day Yeah, making um, the decisions Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And so where are you looking to, uh, you say that you're looking for a little bit bigger space or 
grow there, into something? There's a well. Actually, maybe we should wait until. Okay. Oh, there, you hear the music? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we'll catch that on the next segment. This is uh, Art for Living. Jane Cormier, WKXL, fourteen fifty AM, one hundred three point nine FM, Concord, and one hundred one point nine FM in Manchester. And uh, we're going to take a little break here. And when we come back on the other side, we'll talk to Amy Caporetto from Figaro Music Studios about possible future plans. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, WKXL. Jane Cormier here with Artful Living. And WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Also, don't forget, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. And uh, catch all our programming at our website. So if you're just checking in with our uh, Artful Living program, we have Amy Caporetto from... Figaro Music Studios right here in Concord, and we've had a great discussion about her really kind of uh, really cool uh, programming at the studio for young students. Her It's mostly piano. They have guitar. They have summer camps, and they have um, chorus, a choir that they have for youngsters, all great programming. Um, just before the break, we had talked about the fact that everything seems to be going stellar, and you're looking at per- perhaps a larger space. So there's a um, we're in a pretty large space right now. There's another space that's opening up right next to us, so we wouldn't oh. have to move. So you're still in the smokestack then? Yes, we would move over. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So there's a, the space right next to us is opening up, so um, we're considering that. Uh-huh. Um, we did used to have a studio in Dover, New Hampshire. Oh, did you? Um, and I closed it because I didn't like that it wasn't as good as the Concord Studio. Like it, it, since I wasn't there. And the Concord Studio was so great, and we had such a great community. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like having one that wasn't as good. So um, not that we would never consider that in the future, but I just love how um, how connected everyone yeah, is where absolutely. we are. Absolutely. Well, you know what? That's a big deal once you start going out of out of the community you started with. Yeah. It's almost like starting over again, you right. know, new place. All right. So um, when, when we were talking about, um, you know, what you're – what your duties are. So Amy Caporetto, the musician, what is she up to these days? I, uh, well, <laughs> r- lately I have been playing at, I'm going to a new church and um, I joined the music program there. So okay. I've had kind of a big job um, assembling all the music I want to play there. And that's been my... So you're is like a music director capacity there? or I, I'm I'm the church pianist, and um, there is only a piano. So I do all oh. the special music and okay. um, on my weeks that I'm playing. Yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying that. So that, that's been more time-consuming than I expected. Well, I'm sure. Um, so, but outside of that, uh, I haven't done a lot lately. I used to play weddings and yes. concerts, and I would like to get into that again. Do you still practice? Yes, every day. Yeah, every day. Because yeah. I know that that I know so many pianists that even if they weren't necessarily out there, you know, doing the concert circuit every single day, you know, like clockwork, they're in there and they're practicing. And sometimes that practicing is more enjoyable when you're not doing all the, yeah, the sure. concerts because you can play for yourself. Right. You can relax a lot more with it. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you see anything coming up in the future um, on the horizon with regard to... Um, your, your own playing or your own and maybe even taking classes or lessons or anything like that? Um, 
Not necessarily. I think with the with the business right now, I'm looking to get more into the community. Yeah. Um, in general, people call us a hidden gem, and I don't want to be hidden anymore. There you so go. we're looking to collaborate with other businesses and. Um, so just grow, grow the, grow your company. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And as and as far as uh, education for myself, I'm doing that. Um, Every single day, reading books and and taking lessons and courses and all of that. Right, staying up with it. So, did you go to school? Did you go to a, a college music school or anything like that, or are you all self taught? I'm I graduated high school and that was it. Awesome. So self taught and yeah. you're out there doing it. Yeah. Hey, you know what? There's all different ways to get to where you need to be, and that's that's really great. Yeah. You know, you must have had some great teachers. I had the most wonderful teachers. Yes. Yep. And I used to go to Boston as well for my lessons. Sure. Did did they, did they like bring you to try to do this school? Did you did you find it working with them? You know, they probably didn't like what I was doing because really? it was not traditional. Really? So some it, it was probably hard for some of them to see um, me taking cuz I was always a very serious student. Yeah. So to take things to the less um, serious students. Not that we don't have serious students. No, but, absolutely. Um I well, you have a different, it's a whole different, I mean, there. I don't see why we would judge, put a judgment on anything. You're coming from a whole different viewpoint, yeah. right, of what it is. And who's to say that what you introduce to, you know, any number of students doesn't end up in the same direction yeah. as it would have. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> and my, my childhood teacher, um, Sarah Whitehouse, she was always she was so supportive and i i actually still talk to her sometimes now sure. and she was i think she did love that i was doing this yes so, yeah that's great i mean really we need to have everybody plugging out there these days to keep the music and, and arts alive and finding new veins to bring it forth because you know what uh certainly there's so many classical music companies and programs that are flailing right now mm-hmm. really hard to find a way to, to survive. Yeah. And it's because we're not introducing our youth the way I think we need to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that they can join the join the group here. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So we've we have just about we've gone through your um site, okay? You've told us a lot about your programming. Um you you did say that you want to put some talk or some thought into growing into the community. Right? So that you're not the hidden gem anymore, yes. you said. How do you see that? What, how would that perpetuate itself. I, I'm still fleshing that out. Um, one of the things that we've done um, is Brothers Cortado, the coffee shop in Bicentennial Square. Um, we brought our we brought our students there and they played on the piano there oh, while people cool. were drinking coffee. And yeah, um, that was that was so cool for the students to, because it was like a real gig. You That's know? right. Right. Playing. They, they couldn't play, you know, Twinkle, twinkle, little star. They were play- We we yeah. only brought our our more advanced students who were ready yep. to be playing a real gig, and that was really cool for oh, them. Cool. So so, do, so to do that more often would be really great. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So you're trying to network spots to do that. I'm I'm either doing that or maybe finding completely different ways. So yeah. still working on that. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, you know what? What is your future wish? Your future. You know. Just totally let it go. What would be your future wish for either Amy or for Figaro Music Studios? Oh, you know what? That is a hard question for me, <laughs> and I, I I work on it every day. Yes, <laughs> I work on figuring that out every day. Um, I I have sometimes I I I'm afraid of putting limitations because even where I am now, yeah, I would not have expected this five years ago. It's right. it's 
above and beyond a wish that I had five years ago. So maybe I need to think bigger and wish bigger. And I don't know if you need to, but I mean, sometimes I know that as people that are driven and creative, um, we, if especially if we're good at what we do, we know how to put the plan in to get to, to A. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my thinking was, is you were already sort of playing with, with different communities because you had a place in Dover. So my thought was, is maybe are you thinking about someday being able to have other arms out there or you know, uh, to put this kind of program together and be able to sell it as a um, as a plan maybe for someone else to purchase is what I was thinking. You know, So, well, the, the program that we use is actually... Um, is it one of those? It is one of those, okay. yep. Okay. Um, hardly anyone uh, is, is using it yet, so we're kind of on the on the beta side of it. Yeah. Um, That's great. As, as far as, you know, for myself, I love that I can stay involved in this school yeah. instead of, uh, you know, like I said, the one in Dover I couldn't really be involved in as much because I didn't like driving ah. an hour because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I just see continuing to improve this here as much as I can I and staying okay. involved. I love I love talking to our families and getting to know people who come to the school. So and this, is, this is your niche? Yeah. And this is where it's going to grow? Yeah, awesome. I think so. Good. That's great. Good for you. Um, so give a pitch. Let's say that there's a parent out there listening to our program. Um, why should their children come to Figaro Music Studios? Every single child is musical, and you can probably see it in your own child. I don't think that I don't think that's a secret. Your your child probably moves when they hear music, and mm-hmm. um, you know wants you to turn the radio on and. Um, they they need an outlet for that. And the music programs at school are great, actually, in Concord, but they're not going to um, teach your child how to play an instrument, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come here, and they're going to learn how to play an instrument and, and have fun doing it. And as you know, um, any of you who took lessons as a child and you stopped or you maybe had the opportunity but you didn't take it, mm-hmm. um, you probably regret it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, Interesting. I believe every child should have that opportunity. And if you give them the opportunity here, they're going to love it. So. Right. They're going to grab it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, fair. it's great. That's great. What about older folk um, coming in? Let's say that, that someone, like you said, when they were young, they, they took a little bit and life came in between, you know, family, bringing up your family, mm-hmm. and then and then a point where they'd like to delve in. Is Is there a place for them? The only time we do that is when a parent would like to take lessons with their child. Oh. Um, which is actually super fun. Okay. Um, outside of that, we don't really teach adults because we we really focus on the on the children. The youth. Yep. So it's it's centered totally on youth playing. And that is our mission, like you said, just our you know bringing bringing this uh, wonderful music to children who um, it, rather than letting it die out, we yeah. want to we want to keep this alive. Keep it keep with the alive. youth. Absolutely. Yep. Keep it expanding it. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, we're at a time in our history i think that we have never needed art more than we need right now um we need beauty we need art we need all good things and certainly it sounds like you've got a good piece of that world going on at figaro music studios yeah i think so good for you good for you well you know what um this is really interesting to hear from community folk about um, music here in concord it seems like in doing this little program i'm finding more and more 
hidden gems like your like your studio, um, and and that's a great thing for Concord. You know, kudos to you, and kudos to all those other folks out there that have performing arts organizations and schools because they're they're getting the work done right. We've got to keep arts alive out there. So that's great. Amy Caparetto, thank you for joining us here on Artful Living and uh, Figaro Music Studios. And folks, again, figaromusicstudios.com. All the information is right there online. And thanks again. Have a great summer. And uh, thank you for joining us out there in Radioland. This is Jane Comier, Artful Living, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. See you later.